Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What is up, everybody? Welcome into ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I am your host, Mauricio Rodriguez. The streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On The Man Sports Talk Network with a lot more content coming your way. Make sure that you check out adcsports.com slash Dallas. And as always, remember that primetime is brought to you by our friends over at freemanmazda.net. We will talk more about them and the ride of the week in a few moments. But before we do any of that, Let's get into the decision that the Cowboys are facing at quarterback. And let's be real. This decision does not have anything to do with letting him go in 2023 in any way, shape, or form. The Cowboys are not trading Dak Prescott away. The Cowboys are not releasing Dak Prescott. None of that is happening. That much should be obvious. But then you do face some interesting scenarios with his contract. You do face the decision of, do you restructure his deal or not? Do you extend him? Is this his last try with the Cowboys? Because suddenly it seems like, you know, the confidence level around Dak Prescott has reached an all-time low just because of how he played against San Francisco 49ers in the playoffs for a second consecutive year, falling to the Niners and not looking great. The conclusion, however, should probably fall short from moving on from Dak, just based on how the NFL works. However, if you decide to leave that door open, give you an out after the 2023 season, then we got to take a look at his contract and see what the options really are. Now, What you see on screen via overthecap.com is Dak Prescott's contract right now. And forget about the top two rows that is in the books, that is said and done. It's done. We are going to start with 2023. And when you see those red highlights over on the right side of your screen, you will see why this is a big deal. Dak Prescott's cap number goes from 19.7 million all the way up to over $49 million. If we use percentage points to measure how much of the cap Dak Prescott's number will occupy, then it goes from 9% to almost 22%. That is quite the increase for Dak Prescott's cap hit. 2024 is not any easier. That cap number goes to 52.100, well, 52.1 million. And that will would represent a 20.4% of the cap. 2025, 2026 are mechanisms in his contract that void the contract years. In other words, Dak Prescott is only signed through 2024. Main takeaway from what you're seeing on screen right now, 
that cap number is high as heck, especially for 2023. And now the Cowboys must kind of put two things in the balance and say, do we want to restructure Dak's deal to bring that number down? And we'll take a look at what that looks like in a few moments here and maybe build a better team around him, maybe take care of some of the guys that are heading into free agency this offseason, or maybe some of the guys that are going to be free agents next year, a year from now, 2024. Because suddenly, Micah Parsons will enter the chat. Trayvon Diggs would also uh, be entering the chat. C.D. Lamp. Suddenly, you're going to have a lot of young stars that you need to take care, take care of Excuse me, for the future. The other choice is, you know what? I'm not sure about Dak. I want to draft somebody in the second round of this year's NFL draft. So we're not going to extend him. We're not going to restructure his deal. We're going to leave that door open for an out in 2024. That would save the Cowboys uh, significant cap space, even though it would end in a lot of debt money as well in the salary cap. Now, how viable is it for Dallas, though, to stay pat and not do anything about this contract right here? I would guess that not so much. I would guess that not so much just based on the fact that, ladies and gentlemen, we, we've been saying this a while now. Dak Prescott, Mike McCarthy, and the Dallas Cowboys, the entire organization, is in all-in mode heading into 2023. Because they fired Kellen Moore. And that means that Mike McCarthy will call place for his own job. That's kind of an, an all-in approach. And if that is the case, do you really want to leave that cap number untouched? Which would in turn mean that you're not getting Dak Prescott much help in free agency. You're probably not finding that wide receiver that we've been talking about. You're probably not bolstering the offensive line or anything like that. If Dak's cap number is going to stay the same, then don't expect too much help. Because Dak Prescott and his deal is the key for the Cowboys to open up cap space. We'll take a look at what that looks like in a few moments. But before we do any of that, do me a favor and let me know in the chat. Do you want the Cowboys to restructure slash extend Dak Prescott? And a very quick parenthesis. A restructure is not a pay cut. Let's not mistake those two. A pay cut is where the player says, all right, we're going to rework the deal and I'm going to get less money. A restructure actually benefits the player because it gives him future salary now in a bonus check, essentially, signing bonus. And then salary cap-wise, that is going to be reflected in later years. So technically, you're sacrificing the future for the present. And savvy teams have figured this out. And the thing that they do is they just keep pushing the can down the road. They keep restructuring players' contracts time and time again. So let me know in the chat, do you think that the Cowboys should restructure or extend Dak Prescott uh, or one of those two or leave the contract untouched and leave the 2024 door open to exit the contract? Let me know in the chat while you do that. And before I give you my answer, and before we take a look at how a restructure would look like, let me talk to you 
about our friends over at FreemanMazda.net. They are bringing you primetime, as always, making this show possible. A family-owned business for over 65 years. You can check out the dealership over at Irving, Texas. You can check out the website on FreemanMazda.net and check out their wide selection of new and used vehicles. And remember that the ride of the week, ladies and gentlemen, is the 2023 Mazda CX-50 2.5 Turbo All-Wheel Drive. This one starts at $38,535. It's got a sunroof. It's got all-wheel drive, a game-changing Wi-Fi hotspot, hands-free liftgate, and a lane departure warning assist and a miles per gallon capacity of 23 when you are in the city. That goes up to 29 when you are in the highway. So make sure that you check out Freeman Mazda and the ride of the week. Remember, when you choose Freeman Mazda, you are choosing a lifelong partnership with your car dealer. Let's look at the chat. I'm sorry. I know that I kind of went on a rant there and didn't look too much over at the chat bar, but I, I'm doing that right now. Let's see. What do you think? Should the Cowboys restructure Dak or leave it untouched? Steve Miller says, leave it untouched. Let that door open just a little bit. Cam says pay cut, but, you know, that's not happening. And quite honestly, it shouldn't happen. Toxic Tom says, Mo, this is just another example that shows this front office doesn't know how to use the assets that they have. You had Dak on a rookie deal, and you dragged your feet, and you made this more expensive. Yep, should, should, should have extended him earlier. Kenneth says, what choices for Dak other than restructuring an extension? And we'll talk about it tonight because I think that it is pretty likely. And I know that doesn't sound very attractive for many, especially for Dak Prescott uh, retractors. And this is not even like uh, starting that debate. Just financially, an extension makes a lot of sense. Tyler says, restructure and build around Dak. Paul says, pay cut. Man, I, I, I got to tell you guys, I don't think that a pay cut is in play here. Pay cut is in play for Ezekiel Elliott. We can have that conversation. Solar says, do not extend Dak. Melvin says, no restructuring for Dak. Thomas, with a more crazy, uh, with a crazier suggestion, he says, the NFL should just absolve the Cowboys, honestly. Extends his toxic Tom. Leave it as is, as Peter Rizzo. Leave as is, is Ines. Well, I will give you my answer. I will let you know what I think. But actually, before we do that, how would a restructure look like? This is the players that would open up the most cap space via a restructure for the Cowboys in 2023. You've got Dak Prescott opening up a potential close to 22.4 million dollars in potential cap savings. The Cowboys can play around with that. It doesn't have to be that exact number, but that's what his contract allows you to do according to overthecap.com. The Marcus Lawrence could free up $9.2 million. Zach Martin, a similar number. Then you've got Tyron Smith and Ezekiel Elliott, who each can open you more than $6 million. And those are interesting scenarios because Tyron Smith and Ezekiel Elliott would appear to also be cut candidates. Because here is the thing, restructuring sounds 
like you are asking the player to take less money when actually you're giving them the money now and adjusting accounting-wise. Because remember, the salary cap is nothing but an accounting system. doesn't reflect the cash that a player receives or not in any given year. That is a separate part of the equation. The only thing the salary cap does is an accounting system that assures that teams do not maybe go crazy when signing people. But honestly, a lot of teams can do what many people call cap gymnastics in order to make things happen. For example, just look at these numbers that the Cowboys can manipulate and maybe open up like over $40 million in cap space in one swift move. That is doable in the NFL system in what they use. But as you can see, nothing compares to what Dak's deal allows the Cowboys. This is not a coincidence, by the way. This is not the Cowboys maybe losing in the negotiating table or Dak Prescott getting the best of the Cowboys. This is what both sides kind of wanted. The Cowboys built Dak Prescott's contract to be a restructured and or be extended when the time came. Cowboys didn't sign Dak Prescott on a four-year deal in the hopes of having him play four years. They wanted to re-extend him when the moment came. The moment might have already might already be here. Because the way that I look at things is okay, you're going all in with Mike McCarthy. You want to see what he's made of. You gotta have a desire to improve the roster, don't you? You have to approach this as, okay, if we're going to test Mike McCarthy, then we got to put him in a position to succeed. We cannot roll him out there with the same version of the Cowboys than in 2022, just with an additional draft class. That would be kind of, you know, asking for trouble, especially at the wide receiver position and especially at offensive line. If you don't restructure Dak, if you don't open up those $22.4 million or extend him, which would open up maybe even more money in the salary cap, then what are you doing? Because you're not, that is a way to open up some cap space and get some players. And I know I can, you know, teams can manipulate the salary cap, but this is what it involves. It involves extending players and restructuring players. I mean, there's only so much magic that you can do with the salary cap. What happens if they do restructure him or if they do extend him? Well, the cap number for 2023 and the cap number for 2024 go down significantly. Maybe they go down as low as $15 million instead of 49 in 2023. And the prorated bonuses increase. So you would go from $18 million to the prorated bonuses that Dak is dealing with right now uh, to maybe a higher number that affects you for the future which is ultimately okay because the salary cap keeps increasing and increasing and increasing, growing, perhaps the correct word. So honestly, I think that not touching Dak Prescott's contract isn't really an option. I don't think so. And if it is, it is a dangerous proposition. You're asking Mike McCarthy and Dak to go out there and be better just based on scheme and play calling. I don't know if that is a very smart idea. A smarter idea to me would be, let's restructure Dak's deal or extend him 
that are benefits to each of them. And let's build a better team around him. Let's bring in a wide receiver that can actually generate some separation other than C.T. Lamb. Let's bring in a speedy guy, maybe. Let's bring in a better offensive lineman on the inside and maybe add tackle too. There are a lot of things the Cowboys can do with that salary cap space if they decide to use it. Not to mention that, you know, the Cowboys need to open up cap space just because, not even because they need to add players just to get under the salary cap. And if you don't extend Dak or restructure his deal, then you gotta you gotta draft a quarterback. The thing is, you we're not talking about drafting a quarterback in day three. We're probably talking about drafting one in day two and getting a position in which someone can at least develop under Dak Prescott and can at least compete for, you know, not for the starting job, because that would be a tall task, especially if your head coach is fighting for his job, but maybe he would compete in training to at least be in the equation when the time comes in 2024, be relevant enough for the Cowboys front office or coaching staff or whatever it is to actually believe in you. And I hate to tell you this, but Drafting quarterbacks ain't that easy. <laughs> Dak Prescott got to Dallas by accident. Keep that in mind. It could have been Paxton Lynch, who is not even in the league anymore. It could be, you know, the time between Troy Aikman and Tony Romo all over again. It can be the modern version of the commanders not finding the right quarterback or the Colts in a similar situation. Do we really want that? Because even finding somebody like Dak, who I think you would still have a, a tough, tough time coming up with 10 quarterbacks to rank ahead of Dak Prescott in today's NFL, is difficult enough. And I agree with everyone that says that, hey, he's not elite, he's not Patrick Mahomes, he's not Joe Burrow. Yeah, I agree. I'll, I will agree to that. But I'm not going to sit here and pretend that he is an easy guy to replace. He's not. Stylistic says, uh, no, but does that mean that we should keep mediocrity? He's, the thing is, he's not mediocre as a quarterback. Your team has gotten mediocre results in the playoffs. And not even like hey, a playoff win in the getting to the divisional round is not really totally mediocre. Maybe playing that way in the divisional round is mediocre. I will grant you that. But getting to the divisional round is definitely not mediocre results. It's not what you want. You want the title. And that, that is more than understandable. But one thing is that, and another one is, bro, if you change quarterbacks and you don't get lucky in the draft, then you're not talking about mediocrity. You're talking about losing records. You're talking about bad, bad seasons of football. You're talking about Quincy Carter kind of stuff. Doesn't make sense to move on from Dak. Dano says, I don't think that the Jones, the Jones want to extend Dak unless they can get out of the contract, says Dano. Uh, that, that would be the 
goal of extending Dak Prescott would be making it a friendlier deal in the short term and trying to build around Dak Prescott. Not getting out of it, just, you know, not being super tied into the contract this season or the season after that. Uh, and, well, not tied is not the correct word. As impacted in the salary cap is what I was trying to say. I wish for drafting another quarterback, says Cam. In other words, the mystery box. I understand. Hey, the, the, I mean, I don't really understand, but I, I get where that feeling comes from. Quarterback is the most valuable position in the sport. And if you get lucky and you find, what, one of the three guys that are elite in the NFL, then you get an elite quarterback. If you get any other outcome, you're essentially in the same place as you were with Dak Prescott. The mystery box from Family Guy. Perfect scene to describe this. Could even be a boat, right? Could even be another good quarterback. Can we replace Dak Prescott as Eric Lee Contreras, which is what we're talking about here, the fact that it's not very doable? The guru says, is Dak better than Jalen Hurts or is it vice versa? I'll see your question and I will raise you another question. Did Jalen Hurts play in a playoff game last year? He did, actually. Yeah, he did. Did he do as well as he has done this year in which he will be playing in the Super Bowl two weeks from now? So my question becomes, did, Dak, did, did Jalen Hurts drastically improved over the course of one year and went from being a QB that got absolutely destroyed by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Or maybe it was that, you know, that team that we talked about that added a lot of talent actually was a more talented team. And this is not Jalen Hurts at all. Uh, this is not Jalen Hurts' hate at all, excuse me. I think that Jalen Hurts is a very good quarterback, but he's the perfect example of what we're talking about. The dude didn't get drastically better over the course of one year just because of magic. The team got drastically better, and as a result, they're in the playoffs again. They're in the Super Bowl. He's got the best receivers in the league, says Jason. Yeah, like Jalen Hurts has, has a... a grown team that he is living. Bruce also says uh, he has a better offensive coordinator who doesn't call option routes for a gang of subpar wideouts and knows how to run the ball. Melvin says draft a quarterback during the offseason. They might not do much. Need more depth for QB, corner, wide receiver, defensive tackle, and linebacker. Jerry Jones is calling most of the shots. When Jerry Jones passes away, the only time we might win the championships is Melvin. And the frustration with Jerry Jones is very real. That's what Micah Parsons was saying earlier in the year, says Brian Thompson. About the, oh yeah, yeah, exactly about Jalen Hurts and the team. I mean, that's a top tier team that the Eagles have. Listen, the Eagles are going to face the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. And I can, I can tell you what the whole conversation is going to be based around. You know, the Eagles have the better team by a wide margin. Patrick's, the, the Chiefs have Patrick Mahomes, though. That's what's going to make it very fun. 
But yeah, Jalen Hurts is in a very, very great situation. And as such, he looked way better this year. Because it turns out that this is a team sport. Who would have thought? Who would have thought that this is a team sport? Crazy suggestion. I, I know, I know. But yeah. And because of that, you probably want to restructure this deal or extend him even. You probably want to say, okay, we are in the lucky 10 teams in the NFL that actually have a quarterback that we can build around and remain competitive for a long period of time, keep winning bowl games. If we figure out the salary cap and all of that, we might help him out and we might put him in a position to succeed significantly. And I know that the storyline about rookie quarterbacks on rookie deals allowing their teams to do crazy stuff. I understand that. But also it's been proven over the last decade or more than a decade that you can also get there with a top 10 paid quarterback. That's actually what happens a lot of the times. Like one of the two in championship games for the most part. Keep in mind, this was a historic season. This was the youngest group of QBs to play in a conference championship. They didn't just break the record just because. It's not like that isn't infallible way to go about things just like the rams everyone hey, they, they won a super bowl they showed that the all-in approach works but it doesn't work for everybody anyways moving on from the quarterback discussion and all of that i thought that hey if you extend him how many more years do you do it probably four is what would make the most sense i think that four years is what you would be looking at just based on how these things work usually and how that gives you enough space to actually structure the contract in which you have sort of an out and you can also have more space to when the times come when the time comes uh put together another extension or more restructures and all of that i think you do need the four year framework at least to give your to give yourself space for all of that you know moving around in the contract Anyways, moving on a little bit here. Before we get out of here, the Cowboys have officially started their uh, search for an offensive coordinator. They interviewed Jeff Nixon. He's the running backs coach for the Carolina Panthers, but also is the assistant head coach. Focuses on offense. Called a place for the Panthers in 2021 after Joe Brady was fired. I don't know what to make out of that, you know, interview with uh jeff nixon that they will have tomorrow that according to the report from joe person from the athletic this interview will take place on wednesday feels like the cowboys are you know doing their due diligence maybe checking out every possible offensive coordinator but i will just get ahead of myself and i will say i don't think that you move on from kellen moore to hire jeff nixon and I think that you, you're probably trying to bring in somebody with A, experience with the McCarthy offense, or B, experience with some of the modern trends around the NFL. But I will give Jeff Nixon some love right now, and I will say when they fired Matt Rule this season, Nixon was a central part of the Panthers' success when they decided to be a team that runs, runs, and runs. The Panthers only did that over the last few few weeks of the season and they decided you know what we're gonna have this 
Arby's package that they called it because they had eight offensive linemen lined up and they decided to leave and die running the football. So that is what I would credit Jeff Nixon with as a big positive for him. Uh, he also had a, a two other interviews with other NFL teams earlier in the in the process. So, you know, it's not like the Cowboys are plucking him out of nowhere. I don't think that Jeff Nixon is a top three candidate or anything like that for the Cowboys offensive coordinator position, though. We'll see how this coaching search goes, by the way. Are the Cowboys going to go all in and interview everybody? Or are they just going to, you know, interview one or two guys, check some boxes, unfortunately, and then just like move on with Ben McAdoo or Schottenheimer or something like that? That's one of my biggest questions right now. Definitely is one of my biggest questions. Guru says Panthers showed a clever stretch run scheme and using running backs in the receiving game. That's what we could use, says Guru. I think they're not going all in. It's toxic, Tom, regarding the Cowboys. But yeah, that's the first name that we've heard about, uh, you know, the Cowboys coaching surge. But without any further ado, it is Tuesday night. Now it is for real. Not like, not like uh, last night in which I told you that it was Tuesday, but it wasn't. And we do have the one cool thing. For those of you who are new to the show, this is the segment in which we just drop a one cool thing in the chat. It can be something personal. It can be something professional, sports-related, non-sports-related. This is our feel-good space of the week. What is your one cool thing of the week? Let me know in the chat. In the meantime, do me a favor and hit the like button. Hit the thumbs up. We are over a hundred right now, combining YouTube and Facebook, and we were at 21 likes. Let's let's get that number up. Do me a favor, hit the thumbs up. Every like puts this show in front of more and more Cowboys fans. Having said that, my one cool thing this week. No, it is not a Wednesday. It is Tuesday. You're not gonna get me. You're not gonna get me, Mark. <laughs> I triple checked before going live. One cool thing, mine has to do with the Cowboys this time around. And no, it does not have to do with Kellen Moore being fired. My one cool thing of the week is that my guy, Isaac Alarcón, the great Isaac, signed a futures deal with the Cowboys. That is not that big of a deal for many players, but it is for Isaac because he is no longer an international player for Dallas. That means that if the Cowboys are bringing him back for the offseason, he's going to be a part of the 90-man roster and he's going to count towards the player limit. In other words, the Cowboys legitimately see him as a prospect for their team. And man, it hated that many people said that it was just a marketing scheme, all of that, blah, 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 to get Mexico's fans interested as if they weren't already interested in the Cowboys and the NFL. I'm excited about Isaac coming back, man. Good for him. Good for him. He signed his futures deal coming back. And that is super awesome. I'm excited about it. All right. Here's your one cool thing of the week. Let's see. Let's see what you have to say. Mark actually had already said goodbye, Kellen Moore, I think. <laughs> what else do we have here in the chat? 
I don't know what, what those news are. Not going to lie, Mark Andrew. Mark Andrew is saying that a type of news are over. I, I, I ignore what... Oh, Sean Payton. Oh, Sean Payton. Yeah, I get it now. Mark Andrew says the Sean Payton news is over. He signed with the Broncos. We can finally, finally get rid of that conversation in Cowboys Nation. Joey Bella says, one cool thing. I just got in the chat right on time. There you go. What else do we have here? One cool thing. Toxic Tom says. <laughs> Toxic Tom, why are you like this, man? <laughs> Toxic Tom says, I broke up with my girlfriend and my wife hasn't found out yet. <laughs> Hashtag touch a bullet. Here's the worst part of it all. Here's the worst part of it all. I'm going to expose you, Toxic Tom. Here is the first comment of the night on YouTube. Here's the first comment of your night. How dare you, sir? How dare you? <laughs> Mrs. Tom down his burner account had already commented. Good, good evening, everyone. That that's just not fair, man. That is not fair. <laughs> Winter storm in the Dallas forward area says Guru. So we get the day off with pay. Cool. Boom. Super awesome, says Sports in the Gospel. Kelly is gone, says Bruce, and the starts need some sage. Let me see if I am missing something else. Mark Aaron says, one cool thing, I'm not only a great, but a great uncle. Boom. So they will no longer be a reserved exam spot for Isaac anymore? No, that's gone. That's no longer the case. So, yeah, you're correct, man. <laughs> All right, yeah. All right, guys. Clayton says, my granddaughter's sixth birthday. Boom. One cool thing as well. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I will let you all be. I will let you enjoy your uh, Tuesday night. Because it is Tuesday. And I will see you tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Central, same time. I really enjoyed tonight's show. I thought that we had a very, very smart conversation about the Dallas Cowboys. Thanks so much for tuning in. Do me a favor and hit the thumbs up, hit the like button, share the stream. Remember that you can check out the show every night at 8 p.m. Central here on ABC Sports Dallas Primetime. Also remember that Primetime is brought to you by our friends over at FreemanMazda.net. Check out the ride of the week over at their website. It is worth it. And I will see you mañana. Muchísimas gracias y adiós.